Hey guys, welcome to Learn Feng Shui, where you'll learn Feng Shui from a classical point of view, taking out the myth and superstition. If you like weekly tips as well as fun folklore tales, you'll enjoy learning Feng Shui with me. Hey guys, welcome to Folklore Friday. Today I'm going to talk about Taoist talisman making. Hey guys, today I wanted to talk to you about Taoist talisman making. One of the most interesting things I think I've come across in my studies of Chinese metaphysics is this Taoist talismans and sigil making. So this actually falls under the category of, you know, wushu, which is the five arts of Chinese metaphysics. So um, I'll just give you a quick rundown. Um, you have things like physiognomy, which is where feng shui falls. It's just the appearance of the study of the shape of things. You have destiny readings, which is, um, you know, in your life reading, stuff like that you have divination which would be something more along the lines of the I Ching you know doing readings stuff like that then you have a uh, Chinese medicine which is pretty much self-explanatory but the fifth category is probably the most interesting one and it's called a mountain and it's not the study of mountains that actually falls under physiognomy which um, is pretty interesting because it's the way the mountains look right so mountains is actually something that you would have to go into the mountains to learn from like these old feng shui masters these monks um, it's something that's it's like a secret knowledge the more esoteric kind of hidden version of the the five arts um, and in it actually includes things like martial arts and stuff like that so but today I'm going to talk about the talisman and the sigil making, which again, I think is so interesting. And what kind of got me on this path really is I always reference a website called TaoistSorcery.com. It's one of my favorite websites. It has the coolest stuff on there. And I wanted to kind of talk about, because their main business really, you know, they have a lot of content on there, but their main business really is making of these sigils. So let's kind of talk about what these sigils and talismans are. So what I'm going to be discussing is something called food talisman. So um, here I'll, I'll link to this website. It's, it's northatlanticbooks.com. And it's an article on the book called The Tao of the Craft. And this is from, I guess, her book. Um, it's a book by uh, Benabel Wynn. So she apparently has written a bunch of different um kind of esoteric books. So um, here she describes it. This is how I'll just say this here. Um, a food talisman is an ideograph that represents an intention. It consists of both drawings and writings, sometimes legible, but oftentimes not. The ideograph represents a systematic language or code that is used to facilitate communication between heaven, earth, and man. Then through the craft or ceremonial rituals, a practitioner accumulates chi energy from sources in the environment and channels it concentrated form into this food talisman. In effect, using the practitioner's force to transmute the properties of the object um, into this talisman. She also says that metaphysical energy can be harnessed and transmuted to empower, amplify, strengthen, weaken, dispel, or block other metaphysical energies. So in short, that's the purpose of the Fu Talisman, to tap into metaphysical energy that can, you know, kind of change, it says here, the physical or material plane. It says here, esoteric Taoist practitioners believe that's how luck can be changed. And that is how the direction of a physical manifestation can be altered. She also goes on to say that crafting a food talisman in effect redistributes 
sorry, redistributes the balance between yin and yang of the chi energies. And in doing so, you can attract what you want by putting it into that talisman. So the best way I can describe it, because it's actually very hard to pin down, there's not just one teaching of how to, you know, draw these talismans or sigils. They're all very different because they're very personalized to each sect that uh, teaches it. You know, it, every lineage is a little bit different. And um, it says here on, on this tiny at dragon.com, it's because the different powers um, are connected to different um they're different teachings. So it says their Tao might be different and um, they might have different skills. And um, so the, but the best way I can kind of describe it really, the create the way it's created is they just, they take this special piece of paper and usually it's kind of yellow in color and they'll draw the sigils or symbols out according to their sect. And uh, you know, they'll put the different drawings on it. And um, usually that is in red. And so they'll have the red characters on it. And then they usually perform a ritual for this talisman, just depending on, you know, what it is. So some rituals may, you know, be very simple, but usually it consists of offerings, um, doing different chants, usually uh, several times a day for several days in a row. And um, they'll, uh, you know, kind of offer different things according to whichever deity they're trying to invoke to empower that talisman. So Wikipedia here says food symbols tend to have twists and strokes that sometimes resemble traditional Chinese characters. And only Taoist priests can read and write and understand these magic writing systems. And so they can actually differ from Taoist sect to Taoist sect. And of course, in Taoism, they may be different as well. So here on the same website at uh, Tiny At Dragon, it does say here, um, it's kind of compared to cooking. So if you think about it, you might want a dish, you know, of spaghetti. So you make your spaghetti and you make it a certain way, but you go to your friend's house and maybe they add something different to the sauce and their spaghetti tastes different. You know, it's still spaghetti. It's still um, the main idea is there, but they're a little bit different because they were taught different ways. So the sigil making is very much the same way. And as with all things in an esoteric capacity, you know, um, when you're looking at anything that's outside of what you're knowledgeable in or what you're willing to do, please just exercise some caution. Um, one other thing, you know, a lot of people, it's really popular to just go buy like, you know, I'm going to buy a coin that has a certain animal sign on it, or I'm going to do this, you know, put this little, little symbol out. Um, you guys, the, these these sigils here, the reason they have power is because they're actually, they're prayed over by the priest, they're imbued, they're, um, you know, they're uh, powered with a chi and with this intention. Um, just holding a coin or just buying one from the Chinese superstore in your area um, is probably not going to be effective. So I would definitely, again, use caution when um, buying these also online. And I highly recommend this Tao Sorcery.blogspot because um, they're the real deal, guys. So be cautious about buying um, any sort of sigils and things like that online and be careful about using them because when you look into something that you don't know what you're doing, um, you know, you have to ask yourself about the kind of karma and stuff that you want coming back to you. So I'll leave that up to you. That That's totally up to you. Um, I myself tend to stay out of um, these sorts of practices just because I don't know what I'm doing. So word of caution. Mm -hmm.
Be sure to support the podcast by hitting that subscribe button and sharing with your family and friends who you think may be interested, as well as leaving a review. If you'd like to learn more about feng shui and Chinese metaphysics, visit my website at fengshuibycandice.com.